and welcome to Westlake United Methodist Church. My name is Tracy Beadle. I'm the senior pastor, and I'm so glad that y'all are all here to worship with us this morning. I want to welcome all of you who are joining us on Facebook Live and live stream, and want to invite everyone to do me a big favor and sign in, please. For those of you here in the room, there's registration pads at the end of the pews. If you'll sign in and pass it to your neighbor, I'll consider it a great um, service. And for those of you who are online, there is a link that you can click that will take you to a Google form where you can sign in and then just come right back and join in us for the rest of worship. Um, thank you to everyone. It looks like everyone got the memo this week that we are in stage four and we are now requesting that everyone, regardless of vaccination status, wear masks in worship. Thank you very much for cooperating. This is a hard time and we're all tired of navigating this, but I'm grateful um, for your willing hearts. Thank you, thank you. Um, wanna let you know what's going on in the life of the church. We are going bowling today. That says five to 6.30, but we actually have the lanes until seven, so stay until seven if you can stay until seven. We're meeting at Highland Lakes. I and Megan are hosting, it's for all the middle schoolers and high schoolers and friends, so bring them with you. Um, the church will be paying for uh, shoe rental, bowling, and pizza. Bring your socks, um, and we're going to have a great time. Second, VBS is happening starting tomorrow. Woohoo! We just had our training during the Sunday school hour, so we're all ready to go. We're all equipped, ready to make it a wonderful week for the kids that come and um, to learn about God this week. We do have, right after this worship service, our setup time. Um, there's not a whole lot to set up, but as with anything, many hands makes light work. So if you are available and willing to stay, even if you can only stay for 15 or 20 minutes, or if you can stay for the whole time to help us set up, it'd be a great help. We think that it won't take any more than an hour. Um, so please, if you can offer your time to us this afternoon, we would much appreciate it. Um, and then finally, we continue with our adult summer programming. Today, we talked about the book of Amos. And um, next week, we will have, I'm not sure what the topic is next week. Anyone know? This is a quiz. <laughs> okay, I think it's another lesser known book of the Bible next week. Um, and I think it's Lamentations. Um, oh. <laughs> But you can look that up online as well. We can find that information there. Well, welcome to worship. Happy Sunday. Good morning. Our first hymn is in the Faith We Sing, number 2052, The Lone Wild Bird. We're going to be singing verses 1, 2, 4, and 5.
for our call to worship. I have a lovely assistant, Annika. Please give her a round of applause. <laughs> so today, as we're called to worship, we're going to pretend like we're in VBS, okay? And what we're going to do is Annika is going to teach us a couple of words in sign language that we are going to need when we respond when the words appear on the screen in yellow. Your response is going to be God's creation is all around us, and Annika is going to teach us how to do that in sign language. Okay, so the first word is creation, and you take your two fists, and close to your heart, you just go back and forth, just on top of each other, and that's creation. And then around, you just take your pointer finger and then move your hand around it. Not around. Okay, so let's practice putting it all together. Oh, okay. God's creation is all around us. Okay, let's try that and say the words at the same time. Ready? Go. God's creation is all around us. Y'all catch on quick. All right. Well, let us be called to worship. God created the earth and sky. God's creation is all around us. God created the rain that waters the earth and the plants and trees that grow delicious food. God's creation is all around us. God created the animals that crawl and run, the birds that fly and the ocean creatures, large and small. God's creation is all around us. God created you and me and all people on the earth. God's creation is all around us. Thank you, God, for this great, big, beautiful world. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. As those who are created by God, we also receive the peace of Christ, and we're called to extend that same peace to one another. The peace of Christ be with you all. Let us pass the peace of Christ.
That's when now we see how level or not level the floor is. Good morning. This is so fun. I was looking around the sanctuary going, I guess I'll be talking just to wherever that camera is. Oh, man. So we're studying creation. And tomorrow at BBS, we're going to be talking about the creation story. I wonder if there was ever something you wanted so bad that didn't exist in the world. Maybe it was like a Lego thing, but not the Lego kits, right, that they tell you how to build. But it was something you had this idea and you wanted to make something amazing. And so you just did it. That's what God did. God wanted something that God could love and live through and experience life through. And so there's a second creation story, right? We see the one or we hear the one that's like, on the first day, God created. But this creation story, God gets down in the dirt and takes that dirt and shapes it into a person. And then God breathes life into that person. Let's, let's take a breath together. We have that breath with us all the time. I wonder if we think or even remember that breath came from God. And God is as close to us as that breath. So remember this week and in the days to come that God made you because God wanted you. There's no one else like you, right? You're one of a billion, but you're also completely unique. And God is right there with you in your breath, as close as your breath. So this week, remember that, right? And if you need God, all you have to do is remember that God is right there. Will you pray with me? Dear God, Thank you for creating me. Thank you for creating me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. Just as I am. Be with us this week. Be with us this week. And let me show your love. Amen. On the day the Lord God made earth and sky, 
before any wild plants appeared on the earth and before any field crops grew because the Lord God hadn't yet sent rain on the earth and there was still no human being to farm the fertile land, though a stream rose from the earth and watered all of the fertile land. On that day, the Lord God formed the human from the topsoil of the fertile land and blew life's breath into their nostrils. The human came to life. The Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east and put there the human they had formed. In the fertile land, the Lord God grew every beautiful tree with edible fruit and also grew the tree of life in the middle of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flows from Eden to water the garden and from there it divides into four headwaters. The name of the first river is the Pishon. It flows around the entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. That land's gold is pure, and the land also has sweet-smelling resins and gemstones. The name of the second river is Gihon. It flows around the entire land of Cush. The name of the third river is the Tigris, flowing east of Assyria, and the name of the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the human and settled them in the Garden of Eden to farm it and to take care of it. The Lord God commanded the human, eat your fill from all the garden's trees, but don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because on the day you eat from it, you will die. Then the Lord God said, it's not good that the human is alone. I will make them a helper that is perfect for them. So the Lord God formed from the fertile land all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky and brought them to the human to see what they would name them. The human gave each living being its name. The human named all the livestock, all the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals, but a helper, perfect for them, was nowhere to be found. So the Lord God put the human into a deep and heavy sleep and took one of their ribs and closed up the flesh over it. With the rib taken from the human, the Lord God fashioned a woman and brought them to the human being. The human said, this one finally is bone from my bones and flesh from my flesh. They will be called a woman because from a man she was taken. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, my Bible titles this story, Another Account of Creation. Because, as Misty pointed out, it is not the only account of creation. You're likely more familiar with the other account, the one that she began to recite, the one that begins, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And it goes into detail about how God speaks creation into being over the course of six days until finally on the seventh day God rests. This is the account that most often is read in worship. You know, as I was preparing to preach this sermon, I realized that in the 11 years that I have been regularly preaching on a weekly basis, I've never preached this text. The lectionary is a book that prescribes scripture readings for each Sunday of the year. And within the lectionary, um, there are three year-long cycles. They're called year A, year B, and year C. Pretty catchy, huh? <laughs> well, each year emphasizes one of the three synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and then the Gospel of John is sort of sprinkled throughout all three years. Each Sunday, 
the lectionary prescribes at least four readings to be read on that Sunday. It always includes a psalm. It always includes a reading from the Old Testament or the Hebrew Scripture. It always includes a text from, generally speaking, the New Testament. And then it also always has, specifically, a gospel reading. In addition to that, it sometimes has some additional readings or alternate readings. Well, today's scripture, it's not anywhere in the lectionary at all. Now, there are a lot of theories why there are two accounts of creation in the Bible. One prevalent theory, a theory that I was taught in seminary, says that the two stories represent two distinct sources. The first account of creation is from what some scholars refer to as the priestly source. Stylistically, it's very different from the second account. The priestly source tends to be concerned primarily with priestly matters, things like ritual law and the origins of shrines and rituals, genealogies, the rules and rituals of worship, and the role of priests. Stylistically, priestly writings are, they're more formal, they're repetitive, almost like a prayer or liturgy. Something that's meant to be recited or spoken aloud, perhaps in a worship setting. And the priestly source most often refers to God as Elohim and understands God as, as being much more transcendent than the other source. Now, the second, less familiar account of creation, it's from what some scholars call the Yahwist source. This is an older and more primitive source. It's believed by some to predate the priestly source by as much as four or five hundred years. The Yahwist source commonly refers to God as Yahweh, and it understands God as much more personal and intimate, and it emphasizes relationship. And in our story in particular, we are given a relational model for creation. In this second account of creation, God doesn't hover over the dark and majestically speak creation into being. As Misty pointed out, in this account, God rolls up God's sleeves, digs in, gets God's hands dirty. God forms first the human and then later all living creatures right out of the dirt much like a potter. We have a potter in our congregation. She's sitting right up here, Charlene Ingram. And she's amazing. I watch, I stalk her on Facebook to see what she's made most recently. And it's always amazing. For us, in the, over the past year, she made us a new set of communion wear, which you may have noticed on Communion Sundays. If you haven't, pay attention next week. You'll see it, it's gorgeous. What is apparent to me when I watch what Charlene's doing and when I see the product that she produces, the things that she makes, it's clear to me that at least this potter, and I suspect most potters just pour their hearts into their creation. It is also a huge mess, um, <laughs> as they with singular force painstakingly shape the clay into something amazing. And after forming the human, with their very own hands, our God, the potter, in a striking act of intimacy, shares God's very own life with us, breathing into the human. 
One Sunday at the church that I was appointed to before this church, a woman, a young woman who had a couple of young children, she had a heart attack right in the middle of worship. She was laid out behind the back pew. It was terrifying. Someone in the congregation called the ambulance. Her husband, thankfully, was an EMT, and we had a nurse in the congregation, and we had defibrillators. We had all the things. Was that a fox? Two fox. Two foxes just, see God's creation. Right here. Right here. Beautiful and amazing. Wow. Okay. I'm going to start back on my story here. <laughs> Startling. Um, anyway, this woman, she had a heart attack. And we were all terrified. We called the ambulance. Her husband was an EMT. We had a nurse in the congregation. We had defib defibrillators. We had all the things. Still, her heart stopped. She was not breathing. So while her husband performed chest compressions, my husband, James, breathed into her. He was performing mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. Between the two of them, they managed to keep her alive long enough for the ambulance to come, and thankfully, she did survive, and she's healthy and well to this day. But now, I cannot think about this creation story and the way that God breathes into that first human without thinking about that experience. And the realization of how intimate and critical and steeped in love that act is. I still get a little shaky when I talk about it, you know? After creating the human, God realizes that to sustain the human, they're going to need some things. So God creates trees and plants and then rivers of water to nourish plants. And then God plants a garden meant to be the beautiful and comfortable and sustaining home of humanity and of all creation. And then God invites humanity into the creative process with God and asks them to care for creation together. So consistent with the first account of creation, we humans, it seems, are created with a divine spark, and we are meant to participate in the divine plan. We're created as co-creators and caretakers of creation. We have a lot of gardeners in this congregation. We have some master gardeners in this congregation. Many of you are members of the local garden club, and a few years back, I had the honor and privilege of um, attending the Christmas gathering of the local garden club. I got to go with Rosalie Cumby. I was surprised at how many of y'all I saw there. We have um, groundskeeping days every now and then here at the church, and many of y'all, you don't have to be a master gardener to do this, many of y'all come and you bring your gardening gloves and your rakes and shovels and chainsaws and leaf blowers and wheelbarrows. And we care for this place. We care for these gardens that we have the gift and privilege of being nestled in. Before the day is done, gardening gloves or not, everyone has dirt under their fingernails and huge smiles on their faces. It is a joy to care for God's creation. 
especially together, especially in community. God quickly realizes that it's not good for the human to be alone. So God creates a partner, a companion for the human. Even for God, it requires a little bit of trial and error. But after creating all of the Earth's wild animals and all of the birds, none of which turn out to be the perfect partner for the human, God creates a second human from the first by taking a rib out of their chest. And then the two, bound by flesh and bone, are thrilled to share life together and to care for all of creation together, to care for God's great, big, beautiful world. As you all know, Vacation Bible School starts tomorrow. This is our theme. And all, le all week long, children are going to learn about this amazing creator and creative God that we have. They're going to learn that they are God's creations. As, as um, Misty, my gosh, as Misty so eloquently put it, she... You know, God wanted each and every one of you, each and every one of these children so much that God created them in love and loves them deeply. They're going to learn that this week, and they're going to learn how precious all of creation is and that we have the awesome and sacred responsibility of co-creating and caring for creation together. My family has a group text. Uh, a group chat set up that we can text each other on. And for the last two nights in a row, uh, a member of my family, a different member on each night, texted that group chat. And all it said was, the moon. I don't know if any of y'all were outside the past couple of nights, but the moon was stunning. And when these members of my family saw it, they were so amazed. They wanted to share it. They wanted to share it with the rest of their family. Creation is awesome. It's miraculous. It's an amazing gift from God that is meant to be cared for and it's meant to be shared. This may be the second and lesser known account of creation, but it is by no means secondary. Both creation stories, though likely from very different sources, two different literary styles and theological perspectives, written in different time periods and for different contexts and for different purposes, both accounts are preserved in our scripture, woven into the greater story of who God is and who we are and how we are to be in relationship with God and creation. These two stories remain an essential part of the sacred text that forms and shapes our faith. I love, I love that our sacred scripture does this. I love that our scripture understands that we can learn more through a variety of perspectives than we can from one, and that those perspectives, while different, they're not necessarily contradictory, but together form a more complete picture. And that when we hold these varying perspectives in loving tension, they can spark the creative spirit that God has breathed into all of us 
a spirit absolutely essential as we continue to care for creation together, as we continue to care for one another. I imagine that by the time these two texts were preserved and recorded at the very beginning of our scripture, these were the very first things that the writers wanted us to know about God and about who we are and about how we're supposed to live. I imagine that by the time that decision was made, the editors had experienced enough of life and enough of humanity to know what we all know, creation faces so many challenges. There are so many problems in the world, problems that need solutions that will only be discovered, that will only be revealed to us when we're able to respectfully bring our many human perspectives together and to more fully live into the co-creators and caretakers that God created us to be together. And when this happens, I imagine that life will be a joy indeed. May it be so. Amen. Now we prepare to give as an act of worship and gratitude for all that God has given us. There are four ways that you can support the work of Westlake UMC through your financial gifts. First, if you're worshiping here in person, you can give in the offering plate at the conclusion of the worship service in the lobby on your way out. Two, you can give at our website, westlake-umc.org. You can make a one-time gift or you can set up scheduled giving online. It's very convenient and easy. Three, you can text Westlake UMC in all caps to 73256. Here you'll receive a message with a link to give. Just follow the steps, it's that simple. Lastly, you can always mail your check to the church at any time that is convenient for you. Thank you for your generosity and faithfulness to support the ministry of Westlake UMC. We appreciate you.
offer our prayers to God as an expression of our love for one another, our neighbors, and our world. For those of you worshiping online, feel free to offer any joys or concerns you might have in the chat or comment section. Let us pray. God, we celebrate the wedding anniversaries for Gerald and Sam Leifesti, for Deborah and Tony McDowell, for Robert and Changwa Powell, and for Debbie and Roger Lopez. We celebrate the 82nd birthday of Balthazar Rodriguez, Javier Cornona's grandfather, as well as the birthdays of Kurt Davis, Tony McDowell, Jeff Cox, Rich Egan, Michaela Beadle, and more. God, we offer you our concerns. You are the healer of our every ill. Hear our cries for healing of body, mind, and spirit. We know that you are already at work among us, showing us the way to recovery from the toxicities and grief of our time. God, you understand the relational, spiritual, emotional, and financial needs that we're facing, and we know that you are with us. May your comfort and peace be felt, especially for those who grieve. Let us take the next few moments of silence to offer up to God what lays most heavily upon us. You are the creator who continues to create. You lovingly stitched each of us together. Because you made us, you know our hearts and our minds. Remind us that your love for us never ends and help us to see the beauty in creation and show us how to care for all of it. Amen. And now we pray with faith and conviction the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now if you'll please stand with me for our sending song. It's in the United Methodist Hymnal, number 77, How Great Thou Art. <coughs>
go out this week, let us remember that God is our incredibly personal and intimate creator God, the one who so desperately wanted us that God created us and loves us deeply. And let's remember to breathe, like Misty said. Let's take a deep breath right now. And remember that the love of God, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the communion of the Holy Spirit are with us now and remain with us always. Amen. Amen.